0: Hey, besties, welcome to the Let's Go Besties podcast where we talk about everything with Jesus in the mix. Y'all, it's your host, D. And for y'all who do not know, my name is Devin. You can call me Devin Janae. I'm formally reintroducing myself as Devin Janae. Y'all don't have to call me D. <laughs> y'all could call me D if y'all want to, but my name is Devin Janae and I am the proud host of the let's go bf podcast and it is an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to talk with you guys because when i talk to y'all got you guys on here i really know that i'm not talking to myself like i know i'm talking to a wide range of people from all around the globe and it's just beautiful and like I keep saying, if you previously listened to our podcast, I always say that one day we're going to have a live studio audience and we're going to have loads and loads and loads of fun up in there. But I just wanted to come in and give y'all my real name, which is Devin Janae, and we'll just formally introduce or reintroduce myself to you guys, because I think that's important. Um, quick little story about my name. My first name is Devin and a long time I didn't know if I liked my name or not because it was like a boy name and I was just like, I don't want a boy name. My sister has a boy name, but hers is more girly than mine. But like I used to be so like aggravated because people used to call my name in school and when my mama came get me, they would say over the intercom, "Can you send Mr. my last name with his books?" and I used to be like, "Well, I'm a girl, like I'm a young I'm a young lady, not a boy, and I used to be aggravated, and then they had people coming to me asking me would I rather have my name to be my sister's name than mine and let me just tell y'all something about that. They will have people coming to you, asking you all kinds of stuff, trying to make you question what's yours. And you got to stand firm and what's yours. Devin is my name. It's the name that not only my parents gave me, but God has given me because my name has meaning. And I want to encourage you that your name has meaning as well. Even if your first name don't have no meaning and your parents put together their names, break it up. Your second name, your last name, or the name that God renames you, what he calls you, it has meaning. So own that. And it don't have to just stop at a name. It don't have to just stop at a name. Whatever is yours, you walk in it. You claim it. You own it. Because it's yours. Okay? And if they come with the questions and all the naysayers, you stand your ground. And what's yours, what's rightfully yours, even if it's not tangibly in your hands yet. That's for somebody who's walking in faith and don't know if what God said is going to come to pass. Let me tell you something. God is a king. And when kings speak, it's law. Talk to me, somebody. When a king speaks in the in this world, is law. So let me tell you what, what, what the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords can do. If he if he's speaking something specifically to you, even if you haven't seen it for ten years, baby, it's still a law. You better hold on. But yes, just like I'ma own my name, Devin Janae, you own whatever God has given you. And I just wanted to encourage you real quick with that. But um, y'all, that's not what the podcast is about today. That's not what the podcast is about. And um, right now, we are in our month of I guess March is March is marching to mental health. It's time to get our minds together. Okay? So last week, it wasn't last week. It was on the second. It was on the second. So two weeks ago, we talked about ways to stop intrusive thoughts, right? For those of y'all that don't know, an intrusive thought is just an unwanted thought that just intrudes in your mind without permission. And we learn how to fight the enemy behind our intrusive thoughts. For those of y'all who did not listen to last the the previous podcast before this one, I encourage you to go listen to this that one because this one will just be a continuation of that one. It's going to be different, but it's basically the building block to that one. So, you you mastered how to uh, stop them intrusive thoughts. Now, we're going to learn how to stop negative thoughts. You know, intrusive thoughts and negative thoughts, they're cousins, but they're a little different. So, we're going to get into it right after we pray. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for speaking to us again. We ask you, Lord, that you come into this place, wherever the besties and the best doors are, and where I am. Surround us, Lord God. Be here and be present with us. Make your presence known. Open our eyes and our ears our understanding, Lord God, so that we can hear and see what you're telling us, even if you don't speak a word. Lord, let us see with our eyes, not our naked eyes, not our human eyes, but the eyes of our spirit. Let us hear with our ears, not our physical eyes, our natural ears, not our fleshly ears, but the ears of our spirit. Let it go down to our soul and touch our spirit. Lord, let us not leave this podcast not gaining anything. Lord, whatever we are holding on to right now, whatever we have faced throughout our day, God, allow us to lay it down at your feet right here and right now. Lord God, let us make a joyful noise. to, Hello, make a joyful noise to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for holding us, Lord God. Thank you for keeping our minds, Father God. Thank you for understanding us even when we didn't understand ourselves, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, just for who you are. Thank you for who you've been. Thank you that you have a kingdom, Lord God, and you conferred the kingdom onto us. God, thank you for understanding where we are right now and still choosing to see us as you see your son God thank you Lord God that you are you are bringing us into righteousness daily God thank you that you don't expect us to know everything God thank you that you have the garment ready for us to to fasten onto us Lord God thank you Lord God that you are the tailor Holy Spirit thank you that you came lived, died, and rose again Jesus always to put your spirit back in us to guide us through life thank Thank you that you will never leave us lonely. Thank you that you, you've you never left us lonely, even when we felt the loneliest, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for breaking the back and the yoke of religion over our lives and declaring that we are kingdom citizens, God. Thank you for who you are. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. We praise your name right now, Lord God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We pray. We pray. I'm not going to end it. I'm not going to end it because there's somebody on here that needs to just say it out their mouth. You need to begin to thank God for who he is to you, for what he's carried you through, for what he has spoken upon you, what, what he prophesied to you from, from when you was a baby. Things that you have not even seen yet. Begin to thank him for it. Begin to stir throw up, throw up the the gratitude that you have in your heart act like you you already receive what god has given you act like you've uh, you've already uh, felt and walked in the things that he has brought you to or the things that he's told you about what he is going to give you when you receive it, let's let's think about it like this receive is a grammatical uh construct re- receive means to get re means again to get again when you put it together receive when you receive something you already you got it again so the next time you receive something that god gives you you got it again god is already giving you everything that you need everything that you want you were you were started once you were finished do you know that do you understand that bestie God does not start anything until he's finished. The beginning, Genesis, when we, we, we get to see God's creative process, God had already finished what he, what he had for us. He had already finished creating the world. He had already finished creating you in your whole lifetime. He had already finished, so you can rejoice right now. You can say thank you right now because when you receive something, you are getting it again. You already, you are, you, you're getting it again. Just like when you said, receive the Holy Spirit. Man had the Holy Spirit back in the garden. You, we just got him again. We got him again. We received it. So everything that God has for you, you're gonna receive it. Because you already had it. You already had it. So you need to open up your mouth. I'm going to give you five more seconds to open up your mouth and tell the king of kings and the Lord of lords how you feel. Thank him for what, for what he has done for you. Give him his just due. Hype him up real quick because he deserves all the praise and all the honor. And y'all know we don't we don't never start like this. I don't know what it, what it is. I'll, okay, Holy Spirit, you got to lead because we'll never start like this. So we're going to give you five more seconds. You got five more seconds. You don't got to shout. You don't got to be all loud. No, however you want to give him is just do. However you want to thank him. He just needs you to hear from your mouth. Hear from your mouth because he wants to hear you. You're his daughter. You're his son. You're You're in relationship with him. Even if you haven't been walking and talking with him consistently. L- listen, his arms are always open for you. There is nothing you can do to separate yourself from the love of God. God got you. God been had you. He been about you, and he's still about you. That ain't just a Drake song. That ain't just a Drake song. Drake ain't the first one to say that, okay? Your Alba said that before time even began, okay? All right. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Y'all know we don't usually start like that. But Holy Spirit wanted to do a little something, something. And I'm here for it, okay? I'm going to follow his lead each time, okay? All right. All right, besties. Like I had said, like, last podcast was about um ways to stop intrusive thoughts. This podcast is the best method to stop negative thoughts for good. All right? So if you've been battling negative thoughts, you didn't came to the right place. I'm pretty sure uh, most of you have went to uh, blissfulfate.com and um, you glean from the blog. But if you haven't, I encourage you to also go and and glean from the blog so you can have it in written form as well as verbally. Because when you stir yourself up in something, it begins to become a part of you and it embeds into your subconscious mind. So you'll have the tools to be able to do it, to act on it, okay? So you need to hear it and see it. You know what I'm saying? But, yes. So, there's over like 4,000 plus thoughts that run through your mind daily. And I want you to really think like... How many thoughts do I think a day that's negative? How many thoughts in an hour do I think in is negative? A lot of us really think thoughts, and majority of them are negative, And we are so conditioned to have negative thoughts that we begin to not even think they're negative anymore. We begin to think they're normal. And that's a problem. Because... Your mind is not a cesspool of negative thoughts. It's not supposed to be. Your mind is supposed to be the sharpest thing, sharpest thing out there. Okay? Your mind is supposed to be free. Your mind is supposed to be at peace. Okay? But the problem is not really the negative thoughts. The problem is the fact that we don't know how to fight these things is the inability to fight them with the correct sword. Cuz a lot of us will fight will fight the negative thoughts by going drink. Drink a lot of alcohol. Or we'll go smoke a lot of weed. Or we'll even go hang around a bunch of people. We'll go to the casino. We'll go and we'll cry ourselves to sleep or go and go to sleep. We'll go eat. We'll go exercise. There's a lot of different things that we do to avoid our negative thoughts a lot but i can promise you by the end of this podcast you're going to know how to let go of them negative thoughts for good i'm going to put you on game to a process to keep to keep them negative thoughts out your head okay cuz it's time to learn to protect your mind so here's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about why negative thoughts come in your mind we're going to talk about how um, n- negative thoughts affect the brain and the body. We're gonna talk about the process the the method to let go of negative thoughts, and then we're just gonna have a like a a little discussion at the end because baby, we need this. we all need this, okay all right, so why do negative thoughts come into your mind so very first thing, you know, I mentioned that. It's good to look and read the blog and listen to the podcast because your mind is it's so vast. Your your mind is so vast, right? To the point where you have something called a subconscious mind and you got something called co- a conscious mind. Your conscious mind is what you're using to listen to me right now, but your subconscious mind is where you store your your thoughts. Your deep thoughts, your beliefs is what is in your subconscious mind, right? So when you listen to stuff over and over and over and over again, it gets stored in your subconscious mind. Like, kind of like the hard drive of a computer. You don't see that stuff all the time running. And like, if 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 you go on your laptop or you go on a computer, you don't see the hard drive at work. But you know it's at work because the computer wouldn't be able to function unless it's at work. And all the memory that the computer has. Like, you know how you go look at the files and everything on the computer? You don't see that up front. You don't see that up front, but you got to go looking for that. That's kind of how your mind is, your subconscious mind that is. And, like, I would compare your our minds to a woman's womb. Let me explain. So, the womb is the thing that prepares the female body every single month for a potential pregnancy and what happens is hormones called estrogen and progesterone are released into the ovaries another word for the womb is a uterus you might know the uterus a, a little bit better but we call it the womb as well because that's where the babies are housed until they are born, right? When a woman is pregnant, that's where a baby is. Is in our uterus or the womb. So what the hormones do is cause the lining of the womb to be built up to catch a egg if it's fertilized. And if there's not a fertilized egg, the lining begins to break down and it's expelled. Through the vagina in what we call a period or menstruation. Then once um, the next months come and the woman is not pregnant or if she is pregnant it repeats the process. So either an egg can be fertilized or it can't be fertilized. If an egg is fertilized the woman becomes pregnant but if the egg is not fertilized The the woman has what we call a period. And the same exact concept happens with your thoughts. Once something is heard, it has the ability to be built up, to be either expelled or fertilized. And negative thoughts usually come in because of what you're consuming or what has been consumed. So if you notice anything about your negative thoughts, You've heard that before that is your subconscious mind reminding you of what's already stored there. It's kind of like a pop up on a computer. You know how you scroll on the site and then they have some people have like the subscriber button on the site to fill out are they promoting what they have on their website like a like a e a ebook or a course or something so it's kind of like that like you've seen it but it's a reminder of it so that's what happens with negative thoughts now some of them can be new but most of the time your negative thoughts are coming from what's already there and we learned that with the last podcast that intrusive thoughts and the enemy can't use nothing that's He can't use nothing that's not there. You know what I'm saying? Because he can't create anything new. And we learned like if you're worrying, he'll just use that worry. So you got to figure out what the root is behind that worry. Now with this, your negative thoughts, they repeated thoughts. Let's just say you were told as a child that you wasn't going to be anything. Now... You can go against that thought, but if you never deal with that thought and you never denounce that thought, you're going to continually work as if that thought is, can be true. You're going to try to outrun it or you might be on the opposite end of the spectrum and you might settle for that thought. Either way, there is some belief with the two. You know what I'm saying? And a negative thought is going to constantly come in until you denounce it. And that's what we're really going to be learning how to do today. So the best advice I have for you is to really pay pay close attention to your thoughts and really get to the root of the negativity behind those thoughts because those thoughts, they all have a root. They all do. It don't always have to be what you were told in your childhood, but a lot of times it is what you told as a child and you just grew up, and people watered that seed, you watered that seed by believing and giving it a little belief, you know, and then it might have lie dormant. I just think of a, I, I just think of a perennial plant. For those of you who don't know what a perennial plant is, those are the plants that come up um, every year. Those plants come up every year, and you don't have to replant them again. Let's just say like a flower. I don't know a, a lavender. Let's do use a lavender plant. I know that's a perennial. So, what happens with a lavender plant is once you plant it and it's established, you don't have to plant it again. But when the frost comes, when winter comes, it'll kill the plant, right? But it never kills the root system of the plant. So, when spring rolls around again and when summertime comes, the plant it grows up again. And it can be the same exact thing with your thoughts. It might lie dormant for a little while. You might feel like it's okay for a little while, but until you get to the root of that thing, it's still going to be there. It might just be lying dormant for the perfect time to come back up, for the perfect opportunity to come back up until it's hit again, you know, until, until that nerve is tapped again, you know what I'm saying, until that, it, you're in a certain situation where it has opportunities to say, here I am. So you got to get to the root of the negativity behind those thoughts so that they are not able to come up. You got to get to the root. OK, so now we're going to talk about the effects negative thinking has on the body and the brain. So as you probably know, or you may not know, the brain is the control center of your body. Like everything that goes down in your body is is from your brain, even the involuntary involuntary things like breathing in your heartbeat and things like that the brain controls what you think and remember how you respond and how you react how you feel and how you move the brain is just that dude (laughs) the brain is that dude that's why the brain is at the top of your body it's the control center so if the brain is responsible for pretty much your whole body and is the control center of your body then it is, like, extremely necessary to keep your brain healthy and happy. Like, if you want to take care of anything, take care of your brain. Like, physically, if you want to take care of anything, take care of your brain. You have to do soul care. Let me tell you, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Those are the things that we're pretty much hitting on with this, um, this month in Mental Health March. We are really hitting on your soul your mind we on your component the component of the mind cuz your mind is where everything lies that's where everything stems from your mind it's the control center of your body and if your mind right your body going to be right okay so when negative thoughts constantly consume you or you constantly believing your negative thoughts it really can lead to anxiety stress worry and all of that let me tell y'all something there I work in kind of a high stress environment where I can see that a lot of people are stressed. And if you work in any place that is high stress, even if you're not stressed and you see people that are stressed, you know what it can you know the signs of stress and you know what it look like or if you are hands on in a high stress environment and you are, you know, you you felt stress like I'm pretty sure everybody has felt some type of stress before because stress when you're stressed let me say it again when you are stretched and you don't know how to handle that stretching it can sometimes be resulted in stress okay so let's just say you you um you're in school it don't matter if you're in elementary school it don't matter if you high school college we're gonna go with college because college is the is the one so to my college students you know what it feel like when midterms coming up you know what it feel like when when it's finals week you know what i'm saying you know what that that stress feel like but it don't even have to be stress you heard because you you just gotta remember you gotta prepare, just prepare yourself you don't you don't have to stress during those times. Those are the high peaks of stress in college life, midterms and finals. Everybody is running around that campus, and you know it's either you're stressed eating or you're not eating at all. You know what I'm saying, and it don't have to be that. Those of you that work in the school system um I know it's high stress dealing with kids. Um And if you're on the back end, getting getting stuff so the schools can be able to function correctly. It don't have to be stress. It don't have to be stressful. I know, like, we really want stuff, but sometimes some things are not our, not in our control. And we can only do what we know to do and then let God do the rest, honestly. When you put too much stress on your body your body releases a hormone called cortisol and cortisol is the stress hormone it's known as the stress hormone and like you know your body is put under stress um most of the time we drive cars you you could be under stress at any moment but it's like peaks of stress. But when you are in high stress environments constantly and your body is being conditioned in stress and your cortisol levels are going all the way up and it's causing is really high. That can cause your body to become um, depleted. You can start looking stressed, you know, you can start developing high blood pressure. Fatigue, constipation, bloating, headache, and so many more diseases that can directly affect your body. And don't get me started on what we're talking about, which is mental health. Like, negative thinking really causes your mental health, can cause your mental health to go down. And the biggest thing that mental health, I mean, the biggest thing that negative thinking leads to is depression. And a lot of the times it's because of our belief system. We hear these thoughts so often is trying to get into our our subconscious mind. It's it, like think of a sperm. Y'all seen those videos of sperm getting to an egg? All those the, all of those sperms try to get to that one egg to fertilize it. A lot of them don't make it. But if that one does make it, it embeds itself into that ba- into that sperm into that egg and creates a baby and that's the same thing that goes down in your your mind once once the negative thoughts get penetrates the egg penetrates your mind it fertilizes that it it gives birth to a belief system and that's the whole reason why depression could come in you know because a lot of people a lot of people um fall into depression because of their thoughts okay and let me denounce this Depression, at its core, means persistent sadness and feelings of hopelessness, okay? At its core, they have a lot of different definitions for depression. But at its core, it's persistent sadness and feelings of hopelessness. And if a person is experiencing depression, it's not the same for everybody. Let me tell them myself. I was feeling depression and having depression in ways that did not manifest itself in sadness, to the naked eye, my depression was not not eating. My depression was not crying all the time. My depression was quite different. The opposite. I was eating so much, and I'ma say it. Y'all gonna get tired of hearing me say it, but I'm gonna say it because it's a testimony. I was 250 pounds. I was old I feel like I think I think I was over 250. And on my little frame, that is heavy. I was fat. Like I was so overweight and unhealthy because I was battling depression. I didn't think it was depression. I didn't think it was that. But that's what it was. It was feeling hopelessness. Feeling like Um, food was the only thing that I had for comfort and I got up to 250 pounds and that didn't make me feel better. That just made me wallow in my sadness even more. But the thing is it wasn't showing on my face. I still was smiling. I still was laughing, but my body was suffering. And like, what I just want y'all to know is the pressure is not easy to detect most of the time. Some people that, that are around you could be depressed, so so much so in depression that you don't even know about it, because, like I said, it don't have to be you crying all the time, and the person does not have to be sad, in your like in your presence. Like it can, like I said, it can manifest like me with the unhealthy eating, or even this in anger. If you are getting upset and angry about things, I'm not going to say that you shouldn't be getting upset over, because you have a right to get upset over whatever you get upset over. Like, we all different. We all get upset about different things. But at some point, it's a limit to when you need to get some help, okay? And, like, majority of the time, it'll be the people around you that's telling you, like, okay. You need to go talk to somebody. You need to calm down. You know, the people closest to you will be able to see. But depression can manifest itself in overeating, unhealthy eating, unhealthy eating. If you are the type of person who stress eats and you always got to go find some some sugary, something greasy, y'all know, then you might be facing some mild depression you just might be but i'm not a cl- i'm not a clinical therapist i'm not a doctor i'm not none of that so you know check with your doctor all right it can also manifest itself, manifest itself in fear and low self-esteem and that's just a few things that depression could um uh, be manifesting itself and it don't have to always be sadness y'all because sometimes you won't be able to see until you close to a person and even then you might not even be able to see until that person lets you in on their life and be and is able to be vulnerable with you. And if you are dealing with depression, you are not you do not have to hide it. You shouldn't hide it if you're experiencing it. Because this is not this is not a a singular battle. You're not battling this alone. And you don't have to be ashamed. Because you were not made to have depression. And you will not remain in depression. Okay? You won't. And you don't have nothing to be ashamed of. You don't have anything to be ashamed of. Do not go through that alone. Do not go through that alone. It can get real dark. And it may seem like nobody cares about you. But that's a lie. Do not believe that lie. That's a negative thought. Do not believe that. Do not believe that even if the people closest to you don't understand, there is somebody out here that understands. And even if it's not a human, it's Jesus. Jesus understands. There are people who have went before you who have dealt with this. May not be exactly how you experienced it or are experiencing it, but there are some people who can help you. Okay? So, I just want to pause right there because they got so many people that are thinking that they are alone, but you're not you're never alone you're never alone and if you need somebody to talk to you, you can um write into the blissful faith journey um at gmail dot com journey at gmail dot com I will be happy to talk to you, okay. Pray with you, walk with you, talk with you. And I am not just saying that. As soon as I get my password <laughs> to be able to go into that email, because I'm pretty sure y'all been emailing, I, I got to check that email. Um, But you're not alone. Trust and believe you're not. Don't let the enemy make you feel like you're alone. Don't let your feelings tell you that you're alone. I know depression is not fun, and I know it's a serious thing. But you deserve to live. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay? If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the spirit of God living inside of you. And where he is, there is freedom. There is freedom. You have the very spirit who who holds the fruit of the spirit inside of you. There is joy inside of you. It may seem like you don't have any joy, but that's what it seems, okay? You're going to get your joy back, baby. You're going to get your joy back, Lord. Lord, I speak. My bestie and best doors will have joy, Lord God. Open up their, their mind, expand their mind, and help them to see who they really are, okay, God? They are not depression, no. They don't belong to depression. They belong to you. And who the sun says free. Hello. Thank you for this one. It's free indeed. Period. Alright. Okay. How to let go of negative thoughts. So I'm about to put y'all on game. To this process. That I'm currently learning as well. Okay. Currently walking in as well. So. It's very important that you learn how to let go of your negative thoughts because, like we say, your mind is like a womb. And once these embed into your subconscious mind and give birth to a belief, your belief gives birth to ideas and your ideas give birth to action. And if your ideas are predominantly negative, then your actions will impact your health, your family, your friends, your purpose, your job and everything that deals with you. You gotta get your mind together. You gotta get your heart together. You gotta get it together. Your mind and your heart are one in the Bible. When your Bible when the Bible talks about your heart, that's actually talking about your subconscious mind. You gotta get it together. Okay? You you gotta get it together. You gotta do your part. God is the one that's getting it together, but you gotta get it together by putting putting things into practice. And just by you just by you listening to this and reading the blog. And try to get some help for yourself God is God is washing your brains right now i i I prophesy that you will listen back to this about four times okay you're gonna listen back to this about four times matter of fact four to seven times, and your brains holy Spirit is gonna be washing your brains washing your brains washing your brains and depression gonna get, begin to fall off like scales okay. Washing your brains, washing your brains because you gotta get this embedded into your subconscious mind. And guarantee I'm I'm I'ma put I'm gonna make y'all a promise because let me tell y'all, let me be honest with y'all. I can be honest with y'all because y'all my besties and my best doors. I don't really care to listen to myself back on the podcast. I don't really care to listen to myself talk on the podcast. Like it's like what they say cringy hear my voice but i need to listen to this back four to seven times as well so i'm gonna make y'all a promise i'm gonna listen to this back four to seven times i'm gonna do that now i just made y'all a promise and i gotta keep my word so i'm gonna listen to this back so let's get into our method okay so i came up with this method that's gonna help all of us to let go of our negative thoughts for good but the thing about this is it's a method so it's a process okay it's something that we have to take a step to put into place something that we got to consistently do those negative thoughts they built up on you for years on top of years on top of years so now we got to push back on them we got to push back okay we got to push back that's just like I just see somebody pushing the door open that, that is unwanted. You got to push that door as strong as you can, as hard as you can, rather, so that that person can't get into that room with you. Just pretend you 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 trying to prevent somebody from getting in the room with you. You're you going to push that door like for their life. That's what you're going to do. So when them intrusive thoughts and them negative thoughts try to come up in your mind, you got to push back with this method I'm going to call, that we call PURGE. P-U-R-G-E. And guess what the, the P stands for, y'all? Process. So, the first thing you're going to have to do with these negative thoughts is process them. Okay? You got to process them. So, what I mean by process processing these negative thoughts is not taking them in. I mean to sit sit with yourself and take time to focus on you, even if you practice processing for five minutes a day. So when you process, you have to practice something called mindfulness. Mindfulness is really just sitting quiet, thinking about what you're doing, okay? thinking about and focusing in on exactly what you're doing before this you're going to be sitting quiet you're going to be sitting in the quiet and centering yourself in the quiet and yes this can be scary y'all remember back um a couple of months back on the podcast i had a i had gave y'all a podcast called facing yourself and i got real transparent on there you know and I I just think back to where where I was when um, before then how I would be afraid to sit in the quiet and I I know some of y'all are like that because you let's be real when you are having so many negative thoughts you try to stay busy intentionally to avoid them thoughts you want to you don't want to hear them thoughts you um, you tired of hearing that you know what I'm saying and you want to like really. Do anything to not hear them. That's why you might, you know, get you some wine and drink the bottle. Because you're trying to escape. But listen, if you keep running from anything, it's going to always catch up to you. You don't want to do something detrimental to yourself when you can face it head on. Okay? And that's what you got to do. And processing will help you to face it head on. So just take five minutes a day by sitting down and process it. sitting sit down in the quiet. It don't matter if you go to a park. It don't matter if you sit down in your car. It, don't, it, it doesn't matter why your baby's sleeping. Sit down by yourself and just process. Put your phone away. Set a time on your phone. Five minutes so that you can process where, why, how, when these negative thoughts came into your mind so that you can recognize and Feel without blaming and judging yourself. Like just take the time to sit down with you. You don't have to ask your, You don't have to ask yourself why, when you don't have to ask yourself all those questions. But that is something that to get you started when you start to think and process this, because process is the first thing we're going to do. But it starts with sitting down and taking some time for yourself and sitting yourself in the quiet. Okay, and let me let me warn you. When you try to sit down and center yourself, there are going to be a rushing of thoughts. There are going to be a rushing of thoughts, but you, toward the end of your five minutes, if you just set five minutes toward the end, you're going to feel a peace. And if you don't feel it toward the end, you gotta you you can try again. Eventually, you're going to feel that peace. You're going to, you want to eventually start to want that quiet. You're going to start to want to sit by yourself. I'm telling you, okay? So we're gonna to go to the U and the U is unpacked, and this is where you begin to answer those um four W's and one H questions. So the where the what, how, when, where, and how questions. So after you center yourself, it's time to unpack those thoughts with God. All right. So you can do this by writing out the negative thoughts that come to your mind. Something I I did. For uh, a little while. I'm probably going to have to get back on to doing this. So what what I did. I created this chart. And it was all about. Um, the negative. Th- it had a chart for. It was a, it was a war. It's called a warfare tracker. That's what I called it. So it had. Um, whatever. Uh, the lie was. A chart. Tra- a, a, a chart or column for the lie and the negative thoughts. Then in the middle, I had, what do I think? And then another column I had, what does God say? So that gave me um, an idea of how to unpack it. And it's the idea that you can use to unpack it. So the chart, like if you draw just two lines on the paper and make three columns, you can start with writing Whatever the negative thought is, writing how you feel about that negative thought. If you believe it. If you believe it, then fine. It's okay. It's all right. We believe lies all the time, and then, then we don't. So if you believe the, the, the negative thought, then it's okay. That's where you are right now. You got to accept that, and then you got to work to get the truth, which will be the next column, which is God's word. So I'm going to say it one more time. We have two. You draw two lines on the paper. And it'll be three columns. The first column all the way to the left will be the column for the negative thoughts where you write down your negative thoughts and the lies that you were told. All the reoccurring thoughts that may or may not be a lie. Okay? Then in the middle, you'll write how you feel about that. Do you believe it? What is your thought process on it? Where did this start? If you know that. And then the next thing, the next column would be, what does God have to say about this? So, an example. Let's just use a very basic example. So, the thought is, I'm ugly. Okay? That's the thought. So, that would be the negative thought. On the, the far left column, I would write, negative thought, I'm ugly. In the middle, I would write my thoughts about it. Well, I didn't have my hair done today so I felt like maybe that thought was true because when I don't have my hair done I really do feel like I'm ugly and that would be my real my real um feelings but then I go to the final column and I look up what God says about it and what he says is no you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that's just that set in stone. It don't it don't say nothing about my how my hair looks. It don't say how my nothing about my weight. It don't say nothing about my skin color. No, it says, "I am fearfully and wonderfully made." That's what he says. And then when it's all said and done, when you write out all those thoughts, you gotta f- pick and choose if you're gonna believe the lie or you're gonna believe the truth in God's word. Okay, so that is a a way that you can unpack after you're yourself. You're doing this with God. You're unpacking with God, all right? So unpacking really helps you to get closer to the root behind the negative thoughts. And don't get discouraged if you don't know the answers to all those questions, the what, when, how, where. No. You can just go ahead and write the, the negative thought, how you feel about it, and search God's word for what he says about it. And that can be you unpacking, Okay? So the next one is a double R. It's release and reframe. So once you unpack with God, it's really time to um release it to him. Because you don't need to dwell on the negativity. Now, let me be honest with you. You might need to, you know, you might need to unpack a couple of times before it's time to release. But eventually you're going to release. Eventually you're going to have to give it to God and not pick it up again. Okay? Because I know you might be like me. Cause when I um go through something, it takes me a couple of days to process. It actually takes me a couple of days to process and come to my my feelings about it. You know what I'm saying? And I have to unpack with God a couple of a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? But then it comes a time where, okay, we either gonna do well on it or we're gonna release it. Okay, and when you release it over to God, you're doing what he says to do in first Peter five and seven, which is to cast your cares onto him because he cares for you. So the reason why you want to release is because the negative thoughts can give birth to anxiety, worry and concerns that are way too heavy for you to carry. So an example I have for this is let's just say you're going on vacation and you a uh, person who gotta have an outfit for everything, you know what I'm saying. And you don't mind paying a fee. At that point, you gonna take all your bags, if that's what you gotta do. But when you carrying your bags, you know when you go to the um, the thing to get your bags and all that, and you go into the hotel. Let's just say you reach your destination. You gotta carry them bags, like. To your hotel, room, you gotta drag all that stuff with you, even even though you gonna look good, you still gotta you know get to the room. So let's just say you exhausted once you get to the hotel because you got all them bags. You the bag lady or the bag man, okay? But a bellhop comes and offers to take your luggage to the room for you. You know what I'm saying? And he like, no, I'll do it for free. You know, this is a free a free service that we we have. Wouldn't you be relieved? If that happened, like you, does you exhausted because you, you going to look good, but you got all these bags to carry up to your room and your room is not on the first floor. Okay. Your room is like on the third floor. You will be so relieved that the bellhop came and said, I'll take your bags. And this is what God wants to do specifically, personally for you because he cares for you. So that is why you want to release it to him. That he can take over. He, he said, "Baby, give me them bags. You don't have to be the bag lady or the bag gentleman no more. Give give me them bags, please. I want to carry this. This is this luggage. I want you to look good. That's what he's telling you. I want you to look good, but I don't want you to carry all them bags. I don't want you to carry all them bags. You was not meant to be the bag lady or the bag man, okay? So <laughs> after you release y'all, it's time to reframe." And reframing is all about getting God's perspective on whatever happened. I'm not going to lie, y'all. Like I tell y'all all all the time, God lets me speak on things that I am currently going through or have just went through. And lately, my prayer has been, God, help me to see what you see. When I go through things, you you know, I'll have my little feelings. But it all circles around to the same, same thing. God, help me to see what you see. Show me what you see, Daddy. Show me what you see on this perspective. Your, your, your perspective is way higher. Your, your eyes are way higher than mine. You sit above me so you can see everything from a bird's eye view. Matter of fact, higher than the bird's eye. So you show me what you see. I want you I want I want your eyes on the situation. I want to see this I want your perspective. I want I want to know how you feel about this. And you know, yes I still have my feelings, but God at the end of the day your 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 ways are righteous. You know what I'm saying? So, reframing is getting God's perspective and trying to see, okay, what well, what well, God what what do you say about this? I know how I feel, and I see 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 this, this way because I'm in it, you know, and it don't feel good, you know what I'm saying? What do you see? And you can even use that for, for something that does feel good, you know what I'm saying? God, Okay, God, what you think about this? I feel like this is a question that we should ask God all the time. Like, what do you feel about this? How? What is your perspective, God, on this? Okay, so we're going to uh, talk about, this in an example of a job okay I'm gonna use a real life example so when I first started the job that I'm I'm currently at right now there was this lady who she kind of she was bullying me okay she was bullying me and I didn't understand why she was doing the most like that. She was really doing the most. Okay? She was doing the most. And, like, I never retaliated with no attitude with her. And, like, snapped at her, like, and and got rude with her. I didn't do that. But she was getting on my goddamn nerves. She was. And, like, I... I don't know. I, I'm not even going. I can't even lie to y'all. Like I don't know if I asked God for His perspective on it, but I know I talked to God about it. I know for sure I talked to God about it. And I pray. I was praying, um, about the situation. I don't know if I asked God for His perspective on it. I don't know if I was that mature yet, but I did um, talk to Him about it. And I don't know if I felt like. Why is she doing this to me? I probably did because it didn't seem like she was doing it to not nobody else but me, and a lot of time a lot of the time, I could feel like what well, this like oh, it's only happening to me type deal i can I can feel like that sometimes and reframing the situation. Um, and I was able, I, I, I didn't, I don't know if I asked God for his perspective, the way I'm, I'm saying like saying, you know, ask him now, but what I learned was that she wasn't doing that just to me. She was doing that to everybody and she took her job really seriously. Yes. She came on real strong with me and I, and I felt a way about it, but she was just doing her job at the end of the day. She was looking out for her job and i remember working out one time and my trainer had came and she was just she just stood next to me and i was like why are you just standing next to me she was like you only saying that because i'm next to you now you're not seeing when i'm next to everybody else and that is reframing y'all y'all get it y'all understand what i'm saying i hope y'all do i'm trying my hardest to explain this lord holy spirit please enlighten the minds of your people so that they can understand what I'm trying to say, let let it let it be light that I'm speaking, Lord God. Let let it resonate because I'm really trying to give it to us in a way we can all understand, okay? So pretty much, reframing will help you to see that, you know, how others do you is not based on what you've done or who you are. It really has little to do with you as a person. Like, it may just be, they're doing their job. It may just be they feel a way about themselves. It may just be you looking at the perspective all wrong. You know what I'm saying? And like that's that's one reason why you really have to begin to know who you are and know and be self aware. Okay, especially knowing who you are in God, because there are situations where it could be like, why why is this person doing this to me I'm not I feel like I'm less than when they do this to me and you can really start to feel like oh I'm less than because I didn't get picked for the for the promotion or and that person been here for less years than me and they they got the promotion over me I must be not good enough and we can have all these all these things going down in our our minds when in actuality, it's not even that. So that we got, so we gotta anchor ourselves on what God has already said about us. So when those things come and those moments happen, we can remember that. Okay, my feelings are saying that I don't. I'm not good enough, but I know that I am good enough. Okay, I know because the feelings will always will always be there. Your feelings are just an indicator; they're not dictated. Your feelings are always gonna feel, but the knowledge about Who you are will always outlast your feelings. The knowledge about what God has already said will always outlast your feelings. The knowledge of God's perspective and the truth perspective. and When he unveils your eyes and helps you to see and and takes the fog out of your eyes so that you can finally see the real of the situation, that's going to outlast your feelings. I mean, you're going to always have good feelings. You're going to always have bad feelings. Your feelings are going to do what they do. But your knowledge of of the situation of of who you are of what God has said, that's gonna be the thing that outlasts everything. Okay. So yes. So now that we're done with the double R's, we're gonna go into the G. So the G in our acronym, our PURGE acronym is GIVE. Now I know what you was thinking. Give. Give to who? You. Give to you. Okay? We are not giving to nobody else because we have to give to ourselves first. And if we're not healthy, nobody else is going to be healthy around us. I'm sticking tired of us giving to other people before we give it to ourselves. You need to be healthy, bestie and best source. You. So who are you giving to? You're giving to yourself. Okay? This step of giving will require you to feed yourself with the things that you are truly worthy of. Okay Stop Eating That unhealthy stuff I'm not just talking about food I'm talking about them TV shows that's not feeding you I'm talking about listening to that music That's not feeding you Being around those people who are not feeding you Good food Okay The podcast is not feeding you good food The YouTube videos that's not feeding you good food The movies that's not feeding you good food Watch what You are eating. You need to feed yourself the things that you're truly worthy of. Things that's going to feed you. Them gossip sites not going to feed you. Always seeing what them celebrities doing. That's not going to feed you, baby. That's not going to feed you. You have to get some stuff with some real sustenance in it. And I'm not talking about being in the Bible 24-7. 24-7. I'm not that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about being in the church house 24/7. I'm not talking about just not watching nothing or not getting entertained. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to saturate yourself in things that actually feed you, feed you. No, you don't have to put in the put in you don't have to work. Sometimes you just want to be entertained. Sometimes you just want to scroll on TikTok. Sometimes you just want to scroll on Instagram. I get it. But most of the time, that stuff's not feeding you. Let me talk to somebody that's being in a gym all the time. Stop running from your problems in, in your in the gym. Stop running. From, you cannot outwork your problems. You cannot lift away your problems. No, they still going to be there because you have to deal with your mind. Your body good. You got to deal with your mind though. So give yourself some soul care. Some care for your mind, your will, and emotions. Give yourself some of them soul care. We're going to be talking about soul care. Let me tell y'all. I'm going to give y'all some real good stuff on soul care. It may not be in these upcoming vlogs. It may be in these upcoming vlogs. I'm not making no promises, but I can tell you I'm going to be talking about soul care. This is a part of soul care. This, this um, Mental Health March is a part of soul care. We're dealing with the mind. We might, we might, we might continue with the will and the emotions. We're we going to see But what I need you guys to do is do what God said in Philippians 4 and 8. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what's right, what's pure, what's lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, you probably like, Devin, how you do that? Because, baby, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to fix my thoughts. I just told you I'm dealing with negative thoughts. All you got to do is choose. Choose to focus your thoughts on where you came from, who you are, and how you should be living according to God's wisdom. Where I came from, who I am, and how I should be living. Yes. I'm not talking about your hometown. I'm not talking about your country. I'm not talking about what you do. No, I'm talking about this. So I want y'all to start off with just two scriptures. Genesis one twenty six, which says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. And then I want y'all to go to this scripture, Matthew 6.33. It says, But seek ye first, The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. These two scriptures are the basis of who you are, what you're meant to have and what you're meant to do. And I advise you guys to read the full chapters. So read Genesis 1 and read Matthew 6. Because reading the full chapters will give you context around the scriptures. You don't read just one one sentence of a book and be like oh I know what it's talking about no you gotta read the context around it because if you don't read the context around it, you get called out of the text as said by pastor Michael McClure out of Alabama that was some good word brother okay okay so I I do want y'all to choose by just going to those scriptures and focusing on those scriptures because those two scriptures now there's more scriptures that tell you about who you are where you're from and how you should live according to God's word but there are two these are two pivotal scriptures I just gave y'all two because in within these two is so much don't read don't read into it take out of it read out of it what is it actually saying to you what is What are these scriptures actually saying to you? And you don't read them one time. You have to continuously read them. And it's just two, y'all. Just two. You ain't have to go digging for it. I gave it to y'all. Okay, but no, y'all, for real. Like, these are two scriptures that will tell you who you are, where you're from, and how you should live according to God's word. Just two. All right? And I'm about to give y'all the final, the final letter in our purge method, and it is emerge. So, the word emerge means to move out or away from something and come into view. It also means to become known of or apparent and to rise from. So, when these negative thoughts come in, you got to recognize them as a lie alright even if it even if it's sound close to the truth there's always a little lie for example if you read if you read the Bible if you're in the Bible when Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights the enemy um, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy so one of the things that the enemy told Jesus was to jump off Jump off the, uh, I guess the cliff. Jump off the cliff because the angel, God has gave the angels charge over, over Jesus, and his foot won't even hit a stone, right? So, if you if you really like think about it, that is, that is kind of what what the Psalm says, but the enemy's messed up. Because he said jump. He used the word jump. And he was a word off. It said it. But it didn't say jump. So you gotta, you know, watch out for when a lie sounds like the truth. But it's not actually the truth. Feel me? (laughs) So, yeah, you got to move toward the truth. And the purge method, it really opens the door for you to be emerged. I mean, the purge method opens the door for you to emerge. By processing, unpacking, releasing, reframing, and giving, you are emerging. Okay? So, bestie, best doors, once you have the negative thoughts recognized, Don't accept them as truth again. I wrote in the blog, don't pick those negative thoughts up again. And what I mean by that is, don't accept them as truth again. When they begin to play in your mind, you got to say the opposite out loud. Okay, you ugly, Devin. You ugly, you ugly, you ugly. No, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You got to say it out loud. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If it says that you're not enough. No, I am enough. Okay? And then tag some scripture into it. And that requires you to be able to. That requires you to dig a little deeper into God's word. And find out what God's word says about it. And listen. I don't know the Bible. The whole Bible. I know a little bit of something. But I don't know. And let me tell you. Most of the time. Doggone it all of the time. I'm hitting up Google. Google, what does the Bible say about X, Y, and Z? And if you don't know where it's at in the Bible, you better hit up Google real quick. Google, what does it say? Because sometimes I know parts of the scripture, y'all. And I'll type in that little part. just Just like, I know I'm not alone on this. You know how you know a lyric to a song and you don't know the whole song and you trying to figure out what the song title is or you heard a little little bit of the song and you're like, oh, I like that song. And then you, you know a little piece of the lyric and you go type it in YouTube or you go type it in Google to see what the song called. Like that. That's what I do for scripture. If I know a little bit of scripture, baby, I'll go to Google real quick. What that say about that? And I'll find it and I'll go to the Bible and see if, it's, if the Google telling the truth because you know, Google be lying too, so I'll go go and look. Don't be afraid to. Don't feel bad if you gotta go to Google, baby. I'm going to Google. I'm not ashamed, but I'm gonna go to my word too, y'all. So yeah, if you're struggling and you don't know which scripture to tag, please go to Google and see what God God's word got to say about it. But go to your Bible. If you don't have a physical Bible, go to your Bible app. Get a Bible app go to it to make sure that the word of God says that and read around it okay to make sure you're 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 tagging um the right verse to the right situation you don't want to be tagging you don't want to be tagging God's word any any part of God's word to to it like if, if the thoughts are telling me I'm ugly I'm not about to say um Lord the God is love. No, I'm not about to I'm not about to say that. If this if the if the negative thought calling me ugly, I don't need to know God is love right now. I need to know that I'm cute, okay? I don't need to know God is love. Yes, God is love, but I need to know what God say about this lie that's trying to tell me that I'm ugly. Okay? And that that would be no, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay? So you gotta you gotta, you know, use the word discretion. Do not go and tag just any scripture to to combat the lie because you have to be able to combat the lie with the correct truth okay so this podcast was all about how to let go of negative thoughts using the purge method so i pray that you guys use the purge method um a lot okay because these negative thoughts they be coming you know and you want to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Okay? I'm going to pray and we're going to head out this thing. Father, thank you for the light that you shed upon your people on today. Thank you, God, that just as you are teaching... um me you are teaching the besties. I thank you Lord that we get to learn this together and God that there are no one that is greater than the other God. I thank you that you are the greatest of all. I thank you God that um we will walk and use the purge method. Lord, we will we will process with you, God. We will unpack with you, Lord. We will release and reframe, Lord God, by getting your perspective, God. We will give to ourselves by using your word and giving and and being able to come in to learn about who we truly are. And God, we will emerge. God, we thank you for this method. We thank you, Lord God, that these negative thoughts are casted down in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this practice, God. We thank you, Lord God, that you care about all of us. And you want a personal relationship with all of us. I thank you, Lord, that our thoughts do not have to be negative And that you've given us the choice to choose What we will have in our mind. We thank you for our mind. We thank you for our will and our emotions, which composes of our soul. We thank you, Lord, and we ask you, Lord God, to continue to wrap us in your love and to continue to help us on our journey to purpose and being who you intended us to be. God, right now, um, I know that you are extending your reach to someone, so if there's anyone on the opposite end of the phone or wherever you're the computer or whatever you're listening from and you would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior okay I let me tell you accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior it has been the best thing that I've ever done in all honesty it has not been the easiest thing I've ever done, but it has been the best thing I've ever done. And Jesus has done something that no man, no woman, nothing could do. He gave me my value. Jesus took me and cleaned me up from self-loathing, self-hate, self-hatred. I hated myself. I didn't love myself, not even a little bit. And he helped me to face myself and to understand that I'm worthy of love. And if he can do that for me, someone who didn't even know that they hated themselves, somebody that, you know, didn't, didn't even think, you know, somebody with a lot of confidence and didn't even know that they hated themselves. If he can do that for me, he can do something for you. Okay. And he wants to do something for you. Together with jesus i am my best self as of today tomorrow i'll be better even better with him but if it wasn't for jesus i would still be wallowing in self-loathing i would still be 250 pounds in depression watch watching pornography masturbating to 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 avoid the loneliness i felt and to avoid everything that came um came along with life but jesus came and he cleaned me up and he really put me on a process to start to unpack who i actually am and to actually see me and see him in the best light and i believe that he wants to do that for you today so um If you would like to accept him as your Lord and Savior, Romans 10 and 9 says, all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So I got a little prayer for you. If you want to say it after me, you heard me. You can say, Lord Jesus, I repent. All repent means it's the turn, guys. I believe you lived, died, rose again with all power just for me I thank you for dying and living and rising and I invite you into my life as Lord Savior and bestie forever thank you Jesus in Jesus name I pray amen and let me tell you Your name is written in the book of life. The Lamb's book of life. God just recorded you as a citizen. Like just now. And now you get to walk in the kingdom. Like you get to live this life empowered by the Holy Spirit. Like he just came to live inside of you. Like you know how big that is? You may not feel nothing, but it's not about the feeling. It's all about the feeling. And you just put yourself on a a beautiful process. And now you will learn how to live this life and have life and life more abundantly. Everything will not be easy, but nothing is going to be able to crush you. And you will never be the same after today. And I am so happy for you. (laughs) Oh my God, my eyes are filled up with tears. Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Because I know what he's done for me. Like, I know what he's done for me. And I know that he, he wants to love you. And he wants to show you how much you actually mean. Like, how much value you actually have. And he wants to be the one to give you your life. And he wants to really, like, show you who he is and help you to live like you were always meant to live with him on this side of heaven, on earth. Okay? Oh, I'm so happy. Okay. Oh, I love you besties and best stores. And remember that you are destined to win because he got up. this is D. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Devin Janae. And I'm signing out.